thought I was. A guy. There's no excuse for not living up to your fullest potential. No excuse. Let's do it, Black Excellence. Let's go. Go, 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 go. What's going on, Say it Loud Podcast? It's your host, Boogie the Beast, on another episode of Say It Loud. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and Spotify. Shout out to the newest edition. We out here making these money moves. Kind of, but we making these internet moves for real, for real. I'm joined by one of my friends I met back in college, even though I didn't go to the school. She is an Arizona State University alumni, born in Dallas, raised the Dallas Cowboy fan, unfortunately, raised in LA. She's looking at me very smirkfully, so we're going to get her on this episode. My friend, Miss Cookie Dough, a.k.a. Cookie Doctor, a.k.a. Booty Doctor, a.k.a. I'm trying to think of all of her other names, Miss Kashan. Hi, Jay. How are you? Good. For one, okay, I see you with all the plugs. I'm making some real money moves. You know, we trying. Okay, grow man status. We trying. We trying to grow out here. You know, I, I drove all the way out to uh, the middle of Cairo, Egypt, <laughs> from my house in, in L.A., uh, to get Kashan on the episode, but nonetheless, <laughs> thank you so much for sitting down with me. How you yes. doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, she's in between workouts every other hour, so she got me in here. I don't know when her next workout is. Is it in the morning? Yeah. All right. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> we got time. We got time. Um. So for those who don't know, um, I kind of just wanted to give them, you know, an idea of what cook or who Cookie is. Do you want Cookie or Kashan for the the part? Because I know it's like the name is Kashan. Obviously, I know you by Kashan. Because I knew you before Cookie, but yeah. how do you want to go by it? Um, Honestly, Cookie, because like Kashan is more personal. I got you. Um, most people who know me by Kashan know me on a different level. So, ah, okay, yeah. got it. Well, y'all yeah, get yeah. Cookie tonight. <laughs> um, so, Cookie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay, so I'm 27. I am a personal trainer and social media influencer, I guess. It's weird. I don't like saying it, but like so many people like, you kind of are at this point, so yeah, say it. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I build booties for a living. <laughs> build booties for a living. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so born in Dallas, how long did you spend in Dallas before moving to LA? Um, I lived in Dallas until I was 12. Okay. So I've been here for almost 15. In June, it'll be 15. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you did high school in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, what was kind of not, what, well, yeah, I guess you could say, what was it like, like up growing, you know, in Dallas and then being quote unquote raised? Because I feel like the first level of, um, a young teenager's life and you came right at that pivotal stage yeah. is high school. What was that like, you know, going from, I don't know if you had friends out here already um, when you first moved to LA, but what was it like going into high school with a clean um, slate? I didn't, I didn't have any friends in LA when we first moved here. When we first moved here, I did not like it at all. I was mm. pissed because I was already running track back in Texas and track was going great. I was under 12, already having colleges scout me. Lit. I, um, what was your event? The four, the eight, and the relays. Ooh, yeah, yeah, big yeah. sprinter. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I was already getting talked about newspapers, and so it was just like, track, at the time, I thought was my golden ticket. I thought that was my life. Mm-hmm. So moving from Texas to here, and them not taking track seriously here, and it's dirt tracks and not, like, real track, I wasn't happy, and the people are different. Like, now I know, you know, I have my, like, Core. Yeah, but like at the beginning, it is hard to find that because just something simple is holding the door open for somebody. In the South, you just say thank you. It's courtesy. If you see someone coming in behind you, you hold it. Right. When I first got here, even still sometimes to say it doesn't happen. 
So I had to learn not to take that personal. Okay. And yeah. then you made it through high school. Did you mm-hmm. run track out here as well then? Or no? Um, I did. I did the Junior Olympics here. And then I ran, um, at the time it was cross country because I would do, do cross country and then train. Huh. And then by the time track season came, I um, was homeschooled my 11th and 12th grade year okay. before college. So what made you want to leave again? Uh, after kind of, you know, like resetting up a, a high school community or group circle to go to the Arizona State University, Ball So Hard University. Hey, no, we, we were lit! <laughs> Ball So Hard University. Oh my gosh, like, oh, my first semester was hard because I... Because <laughs> you didn't go to class, did you? I did, but I never did my homework. Well, no, I'm not never, but like... Never say never. But partying from Thursday to Sunday, every it was just crazy. Um, but honestly, a few things. One, at the time, California schools are going through it. So you could be accepted into a school, but not guaranteed classes. Um, and I'm like, that's that's hard if I'm accepted into the school and I'm not guaranteed any classes. You know what I mean? So what? And um, I had just gone through a horrible breakup of a guy I was with for three years who cheated on me. So I changed my number, and at that time, I was just looking at schools in stakes. I wanted to stay local to my family and him. Where were you looking at, if you don't mind me asking? Um, USC, UCLA. Got it. Yeah, because I'm like, those are like the, you know what I mean? But then I was like, being in LA, I tend to be running into my high, and I'm just not in the mood. And I was just like, I kind of wanted to gain my freedom and just like, like a little butterfly and just fly. Find yourself. Yeah, because it was just, you know, it was hard. So I was, I opened myself up to like out of state, but I wanted to be close enough where I could come home. So Arizona ended up being where it was. It was far enough where I could do my own thing and nobody was tripping. But if I wanted to drive home or fly home, I easily could. It was accessible. Exactly. What was your college, what was college like for you? If you like, when you look back, if you were to give kind of like an idea Mm -hmm. or advice or a pointer to, you know, just young girls or just anybody getting ready to go in, like what was college for you? Um, at the beginning... It was absolutely awesome. It was so fun. I because half of co- I mean half of high school, I didn't really have. You know what I mean. And then college, I graduated college. I'm mean, high school early, so I went to a JUCO, and that environment's just different. You know what I mean than an actual college college. So at the beginning, right. it was fun. You know what I mean, like going out partying, interacting, and cool. The second half of college, not so much. Um, it was it was hard and emotional because. A lot of people don't know that I actually had guys plotting against me. Like, they would be friends, make it seem like they weren't friends. I had another friends, but would purposely date me to try to get back with me or something weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, it was it was hard. And I didn't talk about it because I would, a lot of it I was thrown off and confused by, so I didn't know how to talk about it because I was still trying to process it myself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just shut down. Um, I didn't go out as much, and... I was just in my room, home, and eventually that's how my fitness journey started. So looking back, obviously I'm, I don't, I wouldn't change anything because that's what helped me find. You know what I mean? The what collateral is the, beauty. Exactly. But advice for young girls is through it all. It's not going to be easy. Co- college, I appreciate because it really is experience. So I would never tell someone not to go to college. Because it's not necessarily about the educational part. It's about the experience. There is nothing in this world like college. You know what I mean? The good, the bad, the ugly. There's just nothing. It's like its own 
little world. world. Yes. <laughs> and I was there. <laughs> and and it was and it was it's great because it's like you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about your interests. You learn like what it is. That's your your first real time. You get to pick your family because it's like friends eventually become family. So it's like the first time that you get to pick the people in your life in that way. You know what I mean? You don't have for the most part your your family nearby. Your you know what I mean? Right. So it's. You have to make the new community or like exactly. a new tribe. Yeah. Would you say you're closer to this day right now? Do you have more friends or people you keep in touch with uh, from your high school years, from your Dallas years even, or college when um, it comes to your tribe or your village now? It's more high school, but they're not high school friends. Mm-hmm. So um, when we first moved here and we, my family, I was um, an actor kid. So a lot of us were homeschooled at some point in time. So those were the friends. All the kids, you know what I mean? Like, it would be a group, big group of us. So those are, like, my core. You know what I mean? Um, I was cool with all of them, but it's just different now when all of us have gone through so many situations that are similar in a lot of different um, ways. Ways and time. Exactly. Okay. That's what's up. Um, what, and you, what did you graduate from ASU with? I never graduated. Oh, plot twist. I thought plot you did. Plot twist. Okay, so here's what happened. I walked. Right. And I was supposed to take two classes, so uh, two or three classes, mm-hmm. to officially graduate. The very last semester, I got expelled for self-plagiarism. Huh. They, yeah. For a paper, because you know, when you hit your major classes... I don't know, but I'm gonna oh, listen. Okay. So when you when you um after you do your GE, your general exactly, yeah. you start doing your I forget what it's called. Um, where it's like strictly to just your major. Mm-hmm. And what were you, what did you declare as? Women and gender studies. Okay. So at that point, we're writing about a lot of the same things. So I quoted myself, incited myself, but they didn't like the fact that I used a full sentence from another paper. Mm. So. Yeah, and they wanted me to write to the dean to explain and practically beg to get accepted back into the school on some... Can I cuss on this? Yeah, absolutely. Bullshit. Right. Like, it was bullshit. And I told my parents, like, my parents knew everything. I'm not doing that. Mm. Like, I, I didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't like I took anything from anybody. I was quoting myself. Right. And I told my dad afterwards... Um, cause I couldn't take a class for a semester. So it was just like, that was in the fall when I walked, I was supposed to finish my classes in the spring. And then, um, I was supposed to readmit in the next fall. So I'm like, I'm supposed to just be in Arizona for a year, hot ass Arizona. I don't like anybody here for the most part. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, no. So I called my dad and I was like, I'm moving back. And he was like, when? And that's I, moving back to LA, correct? Yes. Okay. And I was like, he was like, when? I said, how soon can you get here? Right. My dad booked a flight the next day, and my sister's already in L.A. because she went home for summer break. And he helped me pack up our entire apartment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and you came back. Mm. So have you ever, now, when you look back in retrospect, not just ASU, but have you ever wanted to finish out here in women's studies? Or, like, did, like, you still obviously have all those credits, so could you? I could easily. I could easily. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I Because, like, my thing is, I feel like I learned what it is that I needed from college. And what I'm doing now, I don't need it. I don't need the degree. You know what I mean? I already have, like, the search for the training. I don't need the degree. Like, I'm still a feminist. I still fight for women empowerment and women's rights. But I don't need that piece of paper to tell me what it is. I'm, (laughs) I make more money working for myself than I would ever 
in a corporation, in corporate America. So why do I need this piece of paper to validate me as a person? I feel I don't. that. I feel that. And last thing about the college, and before we get into what really she just said, the big flex, <laughs> the humble flex about that, um, what are a few takeaways, not only about college, um, but just your earlier years before you came became into your passion? Um, to, to stay focused. Um, in college, because... A lot of stuff that was going on, I did lose focus um, at one point in time. And losing focus and trying to regain it is hard. Um, so I'm a writer. I'm huge on writing things out. So I would always tell people, have a journal, have a pen. If you have a thought, write it down. You know what I mean? And who you hang out with is so important. Because there were a lot of people who never did anything wrong to me, per se. But they hung out with people that, like... No one really knows this. I had to get two restraining orders in Arizona. During college? Yes. Wow. One against... That's why you ex- never invited me over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone by the time y'all was mm-hmm. finishing, but... But yes, one against um, an ex-boyfriend's best friend, because she was psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one was... We didn't even fully date... I'll tell you who after because I'm not no going to say names. No worries. No worries. No free promo on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> free smoke is saved. Like yes. But yes, a person who I was just like kicking it with. I had, so I was just like, Arizona, especially the black community, it's small. I'm going to run into these people. And I have two restraining orders. Are they still standing today? Like, do they still hold up? That's lit. You are tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. All right. We are back. We just spilled some tea off the air. That was really lit. Was that's, it hot tea? That's how you build friendships. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting on to the next part uh, is, you know, one of the most exciting parts because this is why, like we talked about, the collateral beauty is throughout it all and where you are now, mm-hmm. um, you are a self-made woman. And you own businesses, plural, and you are doing it well and doing it right. Thank you. And I wanted you to pretty much just kind of speak through it before um, everybody needs to know. (laughs) I, I, Jordan Hunter, was the one and only guy at the first fitness camp with, I think, uh, what, three other women? Yes, but can we also talk about the fact that you drove down from San Diego? Guys, he drove from San Diego to LA for the very got first a parking boot camp ticket. Ever. Yeah, for the very yeah. first boot camp. Because I gave my word. But nonetheless, the floor is yours, Miss Kashan. <laughs> also known as Cookie. Cookie Dough. Um, tell them about, you know, where you're at now in life and what do you do? Um, okay, first things first, I appreciate you Absolutely. a lot. Um, so yeah. So after college, well, in college is when I started my fitness journey. Mm-hmm. So because of all that was going on. I um, was depressed and didn't know it, um, which I feel like is the scariest depression um, because you don't know it. I'm a very, like, happy, jolly, social person. And after work and outside of training, I would just be in my room with the shades drawn. And if anyone knows me, they know I love the sun. I love it. So it's just, like, not being outside, especially in Arizona where there's just nothing but sun, um, unless it's monsoon season, was just, like, bizarre. <laughs> and the sun, the sun's still it's, there. It's just beaming down acid rain. Oh, my. You know what's crazy? Okay, I'll get back to this real quick. <laughs> my my, my uh, dorm mates, my very first semester were like, Kashan, 
every single time we see you, you're wet. Because, like, I didn't know anything about monsoon season. Um, and you don't get a warning. Right. It just happens. It just happens. I, I would just be out, and then it'd just be pouring rain for 10 minutes straight. And I'm like, I don't have an umbrella. So I'm coming back in the, in the dorm drenched. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, so I started my fitness journey there. And then um, fitness being my job kind of came about of me just – I would just post things I would figure out and things that I learned. Um, and I posted about Herbalife one time. Yes. Nothing even about fitness. Just um, some Herbalife products and told people to email me. I got not one email about Herbalife. All emails about training and I wasn't a trainer. And um, it was my summers. My uh, It was the summer. I came home and I was like, okay, do I want to do this? Like... Because it was hard. I'm like, okay, I don't ever really get summer off. I still had summer classes online. So it's like I still have homework, and those classes are intense. And I have I had like 10,000 emails to respond back to. Sorry, that was very, very overwhelming for me. I Especially when it, it wasn't something that I planned for. It wasn't like I told people that's what I was doing. So I just didn't expect that kind of response. And I was just like, fuck. And then I didn't have a website. So it was... I'm creating these plans in PDFs. They're too big to send, so I'm having to figure out how to do why, you know, like the transfer, the file transfers. Um, and it was just a lot. And I sat down one day and I was like, you know what? I know what fitness did for me as far as like how good it made me feel. I want everyone to feel this way. So I was like, fine, we're gonna do this. And then years later, it 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 turned into this thing where it's just like this thing. I. And in women's health and Shape Magazine and USA Today about building a butt, like, and helping other people. It's like, it's still bizarre to me. Like, something that was an insecurity of mine, because I never had one, and being from the South uh, 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 and being black and not having a butt and being really, really small, it was just like, ugh, I don't have boobs. Like, you know what I mean? I was just, I was really small as petite. So something that was an insecurity of mine that I turned into figuring myself out, finding self-love, that then became a job that now that I'm known for is still sometimes like, wow, God's amazing. I can't believe this. Like, I didn't see this coming. I didn't. My dad, when I was 12, was like, you know what? I feel like you're going to be a personal trainer. And I was like, dude, yeah, right. I don't have any patience for people. So I actually became one at college, and I was like, dude, guess what? He's like, what? He's going to be a personal trainer. And we just laughed. We both just laughed. And he's been one of your clients a few times, actually. Yeah, I helped. Yeah. yeah, I helped him lose sixty pounds in three months. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up. What what um what about fitness motivates you the most now that you're able to, obviously have a grasp on it, have the mm-hmm. license, have mm-hmm. the respect. Like, what motivates you now? Um, just the the self love and the constant growth that it gives me. Um, there's just, there's just nothing. What Peter realized is fitness, all you're doing is working on yourself. You're eating better because you want yourself to feel better from the inside out. That's the hardest part. You know what I mean? You, you're working out because it's like you're trying to achieve your body. So without even realizing it, you're putting yourself first and you're working on yourself over and over and over and over and over again. Then the self-confidence happens. Then the self-love happens. Then you take that same dedication and consistency outside of fitness into life. Mm. And once you do that, you start accomplishing goals left and right. And it's just... Fitness taught me that anything you put your mind to, you can accomplish and achieve. 
So that's like my biggest thing. Even now, especially with fitness being my job, that was the hardest transition. Because it's like, I, I can still go into the gym and turn off, but I have to sometimes still be present. I need to record this or, you know what I mean, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So that was the hardest transition for me because it's like, some days, especially at the beginning, I couldn't work out. It's like I'm sitting at home at my computer all day. Typing. Yeah. And it was it was like a weird adjustment. Now, you know what I mean? Like I figured it out. But just understanding like there's no good at feeling or working on yourself and fucking accomplishing goals. Like who doesn't want to accomplish goals? Absolutely. You know? At what point during this and like the drive, the motivation and the passion did you know like this is what you want to do like full time? Um, I was working at some, some firm, I can't remember what it was for, in Irvine. And, okay, so when I didn't complete college, it caused a huge rift in my relationship with my parents. I moved back and they were like, okay, cool, I'm, you know, I'm back at their home, they wanted me to work a corporate job. Mm. And I'm like, that's not why I moved back. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know if y'all caught this or not, but, that's uh... not, because like, the thing is, Leaving Arizona was the hardest part because it was like, I was the only trainer in that area that catered to college students. No one did. And college students, they want to work out too. They want to be healthy. But prices, everyone was so expensive. So I was the only one that my prices could, they could afford it. Mm -hmm. So I was extremely busy. And that was the hardest part. It's like, okay, business is where I want it to be, but I'm unhappy in Arizona. So it was like, what do you pick? Your happiness or your career? Which is what I thought I had to pick at the time. But I was just like, I know I can still have the same impact, but back home, because my mental health is extremely important. I have to take care of me. Because how can I motivate people if I'm not motivated because I'm not happy? You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to L.A. And even though everybody is a trainer here, I'm going to figure it out. There's a niche for everybody. There's room for all of us. So I'm like, I'm coming back to like rebrand myself and get it together. And my parents are talking about working with someone else. And it's just like... Um, no. no. <laughs> so I was like, okay, for the meantime, I can do it. Whenever, so I was in Irvine working at some firm or whatever, and my actual boss was out of, he was out of town for like a week and a half, two weeks. And there was another manager who really, really wanted me in her department. Same company, different department. I would have made more money, less work. And I was like, okay, cool, because I was sitting at my desk working on my fitness stuff the whole time anyway. Right. I had to make so many calls. I would just make calls. Nobody ever answered the phone. So I would just call as I'm doing all my stuff. You know what I mean? And there were sometimes people picked up as I'm something and I'd click. It's like it still counts as a call in the system. So, hey. Um, <laughs> a quarter is a quarter. You know what I mean? So my manager found out, got upset, fired me. It was a small firm, so there was really nothing HR could do. But he fired me because... Another manager inquired about me, and I was open to the idea. And he was in his feelings as an egotistical man because I was looking at going somewhere else, and he was the one who hired me. So I told myself, that's the last time I work for somebody. Mm. Then fast forward, I was training downtown, and I was doing um, these luxury um, apartments, hiring me to host free boot camps at the apartment complexes. I think so, I remember that. That's yeah. the one the stairs, right? Mm -hmm. You used to have the stairs. Yes, on yes, yes, yes. I'll be peeping. I know. I know so, my like, stuff. They, it was nice money. So what they did is they hired one guy who was like the parent guy over all the trainers because 
there will be a lot of small issues with, oh, we need this equipment and blah, blah, blah. So instead of all of us individually going to the management, they thought it would be easier to us go to this one guy, him figuring out, and if it's extremely big, then him going, you know what I mean? So that way, there, it would be less issues. So that guy did not know how to run a business because all the money that the management was giving him, he put into his personal account and not his business account. And I remember one time I went to go cash a check, and it didn't cash. And I was like, okay, well, I told him or whatever. He's like, oh, we could talk about today after class. I was like, I'm not going into class. I'm sitting at the bank until this gets figured out. Right. Because the bank was nice enough. They knew it was an issue on his end, so they still gave him the money anyway. Like, we'll just handle it up with him. Well, another situation with an egotistical man, he got in his feelings because I called a meeting with the management guy to pretty much let him know, if I'm going to continue doing this, because my class is the most popular class out of all the classes, Every day, it'd be 40-plus people in the class. Like, if we're going to do this, I have my terms. So I'm sitting down, you know what I mean? I'm going to get paid for you directly. I'm not doing it with this. Figure this out so it doesn't go, yeah. Exactly. Well, he finds out about the meeting and fires me. Now, in California, when you get fired, you're supposed to get your last check that day. Still never got that check. But I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to front and, like, press about this and take the small claims and none of that because... I'm going to let God handle it, and my success is going to piss him off, and that's that. And now you're sitting at four Instagrams, <laughs> a website. Uh, Yo, I have to thank Nicolette from the website. She was the first person. She, she gave Shout me. out to Nicolette. Yes, Nicolette. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of behind-the-scenes yes, stuff for me now, yes, too. Yes, yes, um, yes. How hard is that to balance, um, you know, like we were talking about your clientele, with the emails, with the uh, with posting, and then oh yeah, yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the what would you say is the the, the hardest part of the balance um, now? It was definitely a weird transition because it's like I'm so thankful and so grateful that business is where it is. I just I didn't see it coming. It was just not that it was like overnight it happened. Obviously, you know what I mean. It was a gradual thing. But it hit a point, like I said, sometimes I couldn't go to the gym because it's like I had to get X, Y, and Z next, especially when I drop a new program. There's just so much that happens um, that it, it is hard because it's like not only are you balancing your personal life, you're balancing work, you're balancing, you know what I mean, like social media. Um, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to find time for yourself and your friends get upset because it's like you go missing and it's like I'm not going missing because I don't care about you guys I'm going missing because I have a lot on my plate that I literally you know what I mean like I work for myself so if things don't get done things don't get done mm, and at the time I, I and at the time I didn't have any help so it was all on me you know what I mean so it's just like I have to get I had to get this stuff done and once everything's done yes we can hang out and you know what I mean but I definitely will say this my core people now they understand what it is that I do. So it's just like, if I go missing and I don't respond to a text message for a week at a time or we don't see each other for a while, there's no hard feelings. It's like, when we hang out, we pick up exactly where we left off. You know right. what I mean? I feel that. Uh, going off of that, then what, uh, and your let's say your body isn't, do you feel like your body is in the best shape that you've ever had it or is it every day you're like, I, I need to get it a little bit better or I want to get it a little better? Well, right now, I am, I am really happy with uh, where my body is. I just, the gym is therapy for me, so it's like I'm, I'm never going to not work out. 
Um, obviously summer's coming up, so it's just like you want to be the thickest you can possibly be during the summer. So it's just like, yeah, I, I am going next year because I'm like, I want to be thick, thick this summer. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be colossal thick with like a waist that is non-existent. So yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing now. As as a trainer and, uh-huh. and getting to that colossal uh, stallion, whatever uh-huh. words and adjectives you want to use, <laughs> do you make your own plans now, or do you still look? at other trainers or books I never, or things I like never that. looked at any other trainer. I've never had a trainer in my life. I never looked at anybody but myself. I was like, there's a way, because at the beginning, nobody believed I could build a butt in the gym. Not my friends, not my family, nobody. So it was just like, there's a way. And I started messing with machines and using machines in ways that they weren't used. Um, but I never really looked at other people, because the thing is, it's like, I never... I'm like, there's a way I can find inspiration and motivation within myself, um, so I'm going to do that. And I don't, I, I, I just didn't, I don't know, I don't know, I just never, I never looked at other people like that. I feel that. Yeah. Going off of that, um, let's see how far, uh, let's see how much it really ticks you off. Uh, the big question is, oh ass shots versus natural building. <sighs> um does it piss you off? Okay, so that's one of the main reasons I never looked at anybody because when I first started my fitness journey, you see all these like fitness girls on Instagram, it's just like, oh, awesome. So many of them had fake butts. So many. And some of them years later came out, you know what I mean? But it's like, but you guys are selling these programs and you're making it seem like, you know, if you do squats, you can get this and this and blah, blah, blah. But that's not how you got it. You saw a surgeon. So come on, sis, like be honest here. So I was like, I, I can't believe what I see on social media at the time because it's just like so many people were lying. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in it because the thing is, most women get plastic surgery to fill a void, to try to cover up some insecurity, and they and think... to get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, they, and they think that getting it done is going to help fix the problem. It doesn't. It's like the problem's still there. You still have whatever insecurity it is, or if you're doing it for a man, that's still a form of some kind of insecurity because for the most part, most people don't get surgery for themselves because it's like, you're okay with, you know what I mean? You're getting a surgery because certain people make a comment about this or you're getting picked on in certain ways that make you feel uncomfortable. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it to make other people shut up or be quiet or, you know what I mean? So I just don't believe in surgery because it, it robs you of the self-worth that's like everybody needs. Going off of that, um, mm-hmm. speaking through 2019, um, and like you said earlier, you write things out. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very, very, uh, you know, interactive with not only your comments as they're positive or as necessary, but also with you know your clients and all that stuff. What what is some of the goals? Um, I don't. You don't have to like share like up and coming products and all yeah. that stuff. What What are some of the goals that you wrote out for the year? Like the macro goals of 2019. I so. I want to live outside the box. It sounds so generic, but it's just like, I just, I want to break barriers. Cause like, I didn't think that me just being a small petite girl using the gym to create the body goals that I wanted and had for myself would impact. So I didn't know that there were so many women like me who were small and it was really hard to put weight on who suffered the same, you know, insecurities and issues that I, I dealt with. So it's just like, Constantly feeding into the BBC squad and um, the community, just like BBC, 
body by cookie. There you go. Just in case you know what I mean. Like I said, there's cookie yes. dough. There's cookie dough. There's body body by cookie. There's uh, the booty doctor. There's cookie merchandise. <laughs> I know. Just there's, people know. Yeah. There, yeah, there are. There are a lot. Um, and I, okay, so yes. Oh, I guess I can plug them all later, but I have my actual Instagram cookie dough. Then my fitness page, which is body by cooking. My cooking page, which is cooking with cookie. Yes. And then the merch, which is the cookie shop. <laughs> uh, I think I follow all of them. I'm not gonna go down that road. Um, speaking about all that um, and like other avenues and ways of working fitness and growing and all that stuff, you are an advocate of weed fitness. Yes. And your pre workout is weed. Yes. And your post workout is weed. Yes. Can you talk through the benefits and the happiness oh on God, your I'm face so right now? You're taking some coffee. <laughs> Okay, you so, can't script this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, I, so when, like, okay, so I want to say maybe, like, 2017 was, like, when things really, like, fitness-wise just started really taking off, and you know what I mean? Like, that's when it, 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 it started taking care of, like, it was, it was my job. It's all that I did. So, I was doing a lot of collabs with different fitness people, you know, just meeting all these, like, social, like, fitness influencers. Facts. And, um... All of us smoked. There was not there's not one fitness person that I've met, and I've met a lot, who doesn't smoke. And it's just like <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool. and but the thing is, we would do it and like we like, I felt like a crackhead because like we would do it and then we do so much to like cover it because you don't want anyone to know. You know what I mean? Like if we posted and it's like and you saw the smoke, oh my god, we have deleted like Oh, I spoke to my friends, yo, y'all can post, but just don't get me. Because it was this whole thing, and it's just like, why? Because in the fitness community, smoking weed is so taboo. But it's like, but why? It's it's beneficial. It's nothing that it does that calms any harm to you. Mm. It's like, when I started smoking, I be, literally got into the best shape of my life. Because it's like, I would go into such a zone that, do you, have you ever smoked? Okay. Um. <laughs> That's another offline. Free smoke is okay. free smoke. Okay, so anyone who's listening who's ever smoked, like, recreationally, like, say you smoked and drank alcohol, Ooh. they call a crossfade. Correct. So fitness, you smoke and do a pre-workout, it's a fitness crossfade. So the weed gives you the focus and the drive, and it kind of like... And that's a sativa or an indica? I personally do indica. A lot of people do sativa. Okay. Sativa gives me a headache. Got it. And um, I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it gives you the focus and the drive, and you're able to push yourself because you don't have that, I can't do this. <laughs> it's just like, you. obviously you're not going to hurt yourself, but you get you you break down the... You, you break down the mental barriers, and you're able to not talk yourself out of things. Mm. It's just like, you can do it. So having that focus mixed with the pre-workout that gives you the energy because when you are high, you do be going. And it's just like, I am tired. I need the energy. It's epic. So I, I was traveling last year for my birthday. And I was going to Atlanta for a boot camp. And I was like, you know, I was sitting in the airport and um, I was over it. I was over not, actually, I wasn't going to Atlanta for the boot camp. I was going to Tulum for my birthday and I missed my flight. Because I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to Mexico. I got there hours early, but I had to get there some crazy amount of hours 
um, beforehand because it's international. It's just like, I'm, I'm not going to Paris. Right. I'm going to Mexico. Like, if I really wanted to, I could walk there. Like, you know what I mean? Nice. So, I was sitting in the car, and I was just like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm so open about everything like, along my journey. So, I'm like, I'm tired of not letting people know that I smoke. Because if you meet me out and I'm high, I don't want to act like I'm not high. I'm high. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, like, posted something, and I was just like, I posted it, I dropped my phone, I was like, okay, it's posted. Then I was like, wait, maybe, fuck, maybe I shouldn't. So I was actually going to go delete the post. And I mean, in minutes, there were all these comments, and all of it was positive. And I was just like, okay, thank you, God. I'm sorry that I questioned you. We got this. We got it. We're going forward. Yeah. And um, I became the first fitness influencer for Lowell, which is the pre-roll company that I uh, work with. So anytime I do a fit center boot camp, they're the ones to sponsor it. And they're so dope because they give little goodie bags and little, like, pre-rolls for you to take home on top of the fact that we get high there. Like, <laughs> that's so dope. It's epic. And, like, at the gym, even before I came out, like, my, it, my gym's like a small, like, private gym. Is so, that the no limit one mm-hmm. outside? Yes. Y'all be, y'all be doing yes. way too much there. <laughs> they be pulling trucks and, and flipping tires naked and crazy shit. But anyways. You're so dramatic. <laughs> they be doing Ain't too nobody much. naked. No limit gym. Shout out to that though. Hey, what's up, Jack? Um, but no, I would I would be just stoned. And I would go in, and I get last extension. So sometimes, you know, when I go in, my eyes would be like, here. And, like, Jack would be like, cookie, open your eyes. So it became, like, this running joke of, like, I never smelled like it. You know what I mean? But, like, people knew, well, sometimes I did. And sometimes I would take a, week, a smoke break mid-workout. And I'm like, okay, I already spray. you know what I mean? I already smelled good when I came in. I'm mid-workout. I really just need this to, like, help me get through this last part. I don't fucking care. So I would go back in, and, like, you'd smell it, and... Right. You know, that's really what, I was like, I'm tired of, like, hiding, because it's like, if I go to the car and smoke real quick and come back, I don't want to be like, like, even still to this day, this one guy, um, I was going into the gym, and I don't even know who this, I don't know if he's a member or what, but he made some comment about um, why every single time he sees me, I smell like weed. I said, because every single time you see me, I'm high. <gasps> Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm walking into the gym and I've, I've already talked about being a fit stoner. So, right. yes, every time I walk into the gym, I'm fucking hot. I feel that. Like, and but it that's, just makes you feel good. It makes me feel good, but that's also why I decided to talk about it because it's like, I understand weed is taboo, but it's also becoming legal in a lot of, you know, in a lot of states. Yes. Like, it shouldn't be this thing. It's like, yeah, people smoke weed and I can't wait to get to a point where I'm, in sports, especially the NFL, where it can become a thing, because it's like, just imagine the, the 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 constant pounding and beating that your body goes through. Outside of just the focus that it gives you during the workout for recovery, it's great. I started smoking every day for working out because of the recovery. I would smoke and stretch, and it's just like, it would help so much. I couldn't imagine what it does for athletes, you know what I mean? Right. Not saying that I'm not an athlete, but like, I don't play in the NFL. I beat my body down in the gym, but like, it's nothing like... That. It's to a, a new it's, magnitude. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, I can't wait to get to a point where these athletes will stop getting in trouble for weed. Right. It's weed. Like, My man Josh Gordon can't stay in the league, sadly, but, you know, I, I get it. It's 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 sad, but it's also conspiracy. Another way to keep, um, <laughs> another way to keep the black people down, because most athletes 
are African American and most of them smoke. Absolutely. So it's just a way to like I personally feel keep them in trouble. Contained you know what I mean? Because it's like yeah, some people smoke recreationally, but a lot of it is mental. They need it for that mental detox. It's like what they do is hard. They're with their families on the road. You know what I mean? So it's just like I didn't understand it to that extent until I started doing it myself. And I was like, no one's talking about it. But we all do it. And we're all hiding it. So if I'm going to be this person that's constantly breaking barriers, you do it, Gotta sis. break another one, yeah. So it's just like, talk about it. There's, a, there's no platform for that. And you need, people need to go somewhere where they can feel comfortable. Like, I get it in some states it's not legal so they can't talk about it. And they can't, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's 2019. We smoke weed, like, <laughs> I have a whole bong at my parents' house. I have a bong at my parents' house. Do they smoke too? No. Okay. No worries. Well, you know, you never know. Everybody's different, but I feel it. You are tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say It Loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say It Loud. Say It Loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. What's going on, family? Once again, thank you so much for listening in to this episode on the Say It Loud podcast with my girl, Cookie, a.k.a. Kashan, a.k.a. The Fit Doctor, a.k.a. The Booty Doctor, a.k.a. A Super Stoner. Nonetheless, thank you guys so much. As we go into the home stretch, I just want to let you guys know once again, if you know anybody that needs to be on this or you have a story yourself that you believe needs to be on here, hit me up. I want to continue to put us out here, continue to get our stories heard, and just make connections happen. Let's get back to it. Getting into the last part, we've heard about her personal life. We've heard about her fitness. We've heard we, about this fat ass. We heard about this fat ass. <laughs> we heard about the branding, the marketing, the push, and all that. Going into a little bit off the reps, off the sets, and off pre-workout. Your personal life a little bit. I, I, for a second, I was like, is he about to bang on me off no, the reps, no, off no. the sets? Where are we going? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that for you. Um, when it comes to dating... <laughs> For fitness, for somebody who's very, very, very much so into fitness and it's your therapy, do you feel like you're personally are attractive or attracted, excuse me, to men or women that look like you, um, per se, like, like super fitness, like, do they have to have 12 packs or you like complete opposite and you like people that are, you know, the opposite of you all the time? Okay. I am going to answer that. But it's funny that you put in women. Do I look like do I do I look like I go both ways? No, not yeah. at all. But you I know, know, I just you know I I pee. I'm sure you know. Look, Kashan. <laughs> Did I make you uncomfortable? You have a hundred thousand followers. Okay, <laughs> somebody in your DMs of the opposite of the same sex has definitely hit you up. That's all I'll say there. Um, I'm not saying you ever have, but you know, hey, you you never know. You could have attracted somebody, and they shot their shot, and you was like. You know what? Nah, I can't do it. Like if Young Ma, what if Young Ma hits you up right now? Young M.A.? No? What about LMA? No? Tissa Thompson? I like dick. Okay, no worries. So only <laughs> that. So now, if men approach you, um, what is your ideal man? Like when you close your eyes, if a man were to walk into the gym, what would he look like when you were just like, oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. exactly that. <laughs> what does he look like? What does he look like? Okay, so... I do, I do want him to work out, not because it's like all about physical appearance, but how I explained earlier, how the dedication and consistency goes, and it, you know what I mean, outside of the fitness and outside of the gym, I like that. I've tried dating people who don't work out, and they just don't understand, one, if I'm in the gym for three hours, they think I'm out doing whatever, and it's just <laughs> like, if you want to pull up at the gym and watch me work out, you totally can't. 
Like, this is where I am. What a date. Um, yeah, I've, uh, oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I was about to go into a story. <laughs> um, but okay, so, yes, I would like him to work out. Um, but I, I, obviously I want to be attracted to him, but I'm not, a, like, none of my exes look alike. Like, it's it's a different vibe all the way around because I don't have a type. I am definitely with chemistry, with how a person makes me feel, their mindset, their goals, what they want out of life. Like, that shit is attractive to me. So, um, it's more on that sense. What's your relationship like with your family? Like, you know what I mean? How do you treat your friends? What do you want out of life? Are you... A talker? Are you actually a doer? Because some people talk a great game, and you start dating them, it's just like, so you play victim. The world's out to get you, and the world's out to attack you. I don't like victim mentalities, and I don't like people who see the glass half empty. It's like it's always half full. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I need someone who has a positive outlook on life, who loves life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you... I do want you to have some kind of self-love and self-confidence, but I get people who are always working on themselves. So it's like, as long as you're working on yourself and you're, and you're constantly trying to grow and be better, cool. Keep pushing. Yeah. Keep it pushing. Uh, when it comes to a man, staying on that same topic, what is the most physical, like, attractive muscle to you on a man? Okay, it's a few things. Okay. Um, lips. Okay. I love lips. So I love to kiss. Got it. Um, abs. Like, they don't even have to be just, like, crazy. But it's just, like, I just, like, love just, like, going like that. Like, the washboard. Yeah, just, like, running my fingers, like, warmth my nails down. Um, and, like, chest. Just put my head right here. So the pillow chest. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I'm small. I'm going to lay on top of you. As you should. I mean, you're five, what, five, two, five? Five, one and a half. Five, one and a half. Yes. Okay, well, I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to give you the extra inch, but whatever. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see. Oh, I was going to ask, uh, so I wrote I wrote down my questions for her because I wanted to come correct. So the question is labeled, <clears throat> Oh gosh. I'm sure during your journey, you've worked with, uh, with my wife, Rihanna, someone you cannot discuss because of NDAs. But who has been the best person or group that you've ever got to work out with or train? If you could say one, I'm sure all of them are amazing, but what was the first one or what was an opportunity when you were like, this is it, like, I like, I really feel like I've made a difference now. Was it your first magazine interview? Was um, it- honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't my celebrity clients because the celebrity clients came after I already had that feeling. Mm. It was just seeing the everyday girl, the working girl, who's just like, you know what? I want to better myself. Um, and I started getting a lot of emails and a lot of DMs and a lot of comments about, like, yo, you real life have changed my life. Like, you helped me, like, like change like my body and believe something that I didn't think was possible, and I just feel so good. You know what I mean? I had husbands DMing me, like, yo, what you did to my wife's confidence, you know what I mean? So it's just like, that shit is what, like, my sisters joke about it all the time. Like, I'll read shit and just, like, get teary-eyed. So to this day, like, 
cry. And they're like, Kashan, you're so emotional. I'm just like, I know, but like, I just can't believe You don't understand. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, that. that's what it's just like, wow, like I, I, I have a voice. Like I have an impact. Like that feels good. Like knowing that like I'm using a platform in a positive way to help other and at first it was just women, but then it's just like, I didn't even realize I inspired men. I didn't know that. Cause it's like, what I do isn't geared towards men. You know what I mean? So I didn't know that like, just the constant going to the gym and just working out consistently daily was inspiring to everybody. Um, so that was, that's my like, mushy moment. I like it. I like it. Um, speaking of that also with, well not mushy moment, but uh, going a little bit back to the meal prep and uh-huh. just kind of staying in a consistency and growth. I feel like for somebody, at least what I see, you kind of, you know, stay on strict regimen. It's regiments 8 o'clock. Right? Thanks for the time. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah, oh my God, your but, computer uh, talks to you? Yeah, you don't, your computer doesn't No! <laughs> but anyways, um, where does the nickname Cookie Dough come from? Like, I like you meal prep, and yes. I, I, you know, for the most part, it's it switches a little bit, but it always stays to the same kind of amounts of green, amounts yes. of meat and all that stuff. Yes. Where does cookie dough come from? Okay, so a lot of people don't know that my legal last name is hyphenated. Okay. Um, so it's Cooksey Sims. Um, Fun fact. <laughs> my favorite ice cream was chocolate chip cookie dough, and I have a crazy cookie obsession. Like, anytime I go to my parents' house, my dad will hide the cookies because oh. I, I get my cookie obsession from my dad. Double stuffed Oreos and vanilla wafers are my favorite cookies. I was just going to ask, what's your favorite Oreo? Like, double stuffed. Okay. Don't you give me a single stuffed. I will throw it at you, and I hope that all the cookies crumble on your face. Okay. Like. (laughs) I only eat the orange ones, personally. The the Halloween ones, I think those are the. The orange Oreos? I think those are the. Bro, you're weird. I think those are the most fire Oreos, if I'm going to eat Oreos. You're a unicorn. I don't think I've ever heard. I didn't even know they had orange Oreos. It's, it's seasonal. Well, at least, you, at least you know no one's going to eat your cookies. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wow. Okay, so quick question. Did you force yourself into liking them so no one ever ate your cookies? No. Or did you actually really like them? I really like them. And it's like just a benefit them. that no one I, eats your cookies. I really like them because it's like an orange cream, like not like a ice cream, orange cream flavor, but it's like, I don't know how to explain the orange, but it's just, it's just good. I don't really like Oreos, but the orange Oreos are always like, yo. I like those. Or the green ones, second closest. The green ones that they have for, like, the mint ones. You don't like mint Oreos? Guys, what is happening? I didn't even know they had rainbow Oreos. What? Yeah, they have every flavor. They got red, orange, green. I think I don't think they have blue, but I know for a fact they have those three. I'm going to send you a photo next time I see one. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, crazy. So, yeah, that's kind of how Cookie came about because in high school, before I was homeschooled, um, after third period we'd walk across the street to the little bungalows and they um, had this cart that had uh, three cookies. What was it? It was either five cookies for $3 or three cookies for $5. And every day I would get the cookies. So it just kind of like came, it started off as so Cookie Monster. So your started off pretty early then. So it, yeah, so I started off as people calling me the Cookie Monster because I was always eating cookies and just cookie. But also fun fact because my legal last name is hyphenated, Cooksey comes from my mom. Um, her nickname in middle, I mean in high school was Cookie too. So the first time she ever heard someone call me Cookie, Aww. she was like, "What?" 
Santa yeah, no, but not even just that. She was like, that's crazy because we never, I never knew that. Right. So she was like, that was my nickname in high school. I had a cookie, letterman jacket and everything. I was like, yo, you still got the jacket? She was like, no. I was like, mom, how could you not? That's how vintage. did you not foresee that's into the vintage. future? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you not foresee into the future and see that I would pass down the cookie legacy? I need the jacket. I need it. <laughs> Speaking about a legacy, where does the green hair cookie come from? Okay, so, like, there really is no, like, a cool... Uh, I was tipsy at the pool. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Because I like dyeing my hair. I love my hair. Like, I love just, like, messing with my hair. My dad was a hairstylist growing up. So, yeah, another fun fact. Um, so, was, I'm a hair girl. So, I was like, you know what? I had just dyed my hair black for the first time three months prior, and I was like, I'm going to go to Sally's. I'm getting hair dye. And I bought this dye. That in the bottle, it looked like a deep blue... So I was like, oh, okay, it's not going to be too crazy. I put the dye on the hair, and it's just bright blue. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's gonna, I'm going to have blue hair. Styling's had clothes, so it's just like, I have to wait till the morning to fix this. And um, it was on my weave, so my weave was just out, laid out in my bathroom. Um, <laughs> waiting to dry. Waiting to dry. The dry rack. <laughs> and um, the next day when it dried, it dried with a green tint. So it's just like, I step onto the sun, you can see there was green, but like in a room, you couldn't really tell what color it was. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Then I just like, eventually bleached it, it was like, just like the tips, and then boom, 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 and it's just like, the whole head became green, and it got brighter. Green locks, yeah. green straight hair, green curly hair, yeah. green curls. And it's just like, and before I knew it, like, it became like, my thing. So it's just like, I honestly don't think I've ever dyed my hair any other color. Mm. Like, I love green. It's the first color my mom ever was like, oh, I like this. Because my mom, now, I don't understand this because my dad literally has two arm pieces, a chest piece, a back piece. Like, my dad has tattoos everywhere. My mom is, look, she's like, not liberal, she's conservative, kind of. So it's just like, the tattoos, unless it's on my dad, she doesn't really understand. <laughs> like, the, the piercing, she's like, whatever about. And like, the colored hair, she'd be like, eh. But like, the green, she's like, oh my gosh, I like this. And I was like, oh, we're going to stay with this. Yeah, but it's, it's like, it's the first time I ever dyed my whole, I did burgundy before, but it's like the first time I ever did a bright color, my whole entire head. It's usually just like the bottom part, just the tips. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? You like the green of all things? What? So I'm going to be that person who's like 60 with green hair. Speaking about being 60, thank oh you gosh. for right into the next question and then we'll wrap it up. Um, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. where, where's the legacy of, of Kashan? Um, I, okay, so I'm interested in a lot of things. I want to do a cookbook because I love to cook, and there's just so many ways you can make healthy food taste good. So many people feel like it has to taste like rabbit food, and it's just like, no, like, you can make healthy food taste good. You can have fun with it, you know what I mean? Like, cooking's so fun for me. Um, and I just want to take fitness to, like, a different level, like, Obviously, you know, like, I want to do, like, a fitness TV show. I want to do so many things to help people understand that you can create whatever body shape you want through working out and eating correctly. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, my clothing line is, like, it's fitness-related now, but I have so many ideas and so many things coming where it's just, like, it's not just going to be just a fitness line. Um, and... Man. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. Soon. Yeah. But it's just like, I like thinking about the future and like, a, and what it is. Have you ever heard Beyonce's, um, I was here song? Okay. Well, okay. 
that I don't even know why I asked you specifically, but listen to Beyonce's I Was Here song, okay. and it just makes you feel so emotional because she's talking about that. Like, literally, like when she's no longer here, what is her legacy going to be? Mm, and I think okay. about that all the time. When Cookie's physical flesh is no longer here, what is she going to be remembered as? What's going to what's gonna carry on? And I, I do want to be considered the booty doctor because it's like so many people thought, and still to this day, think that certain ways you can't build it. And I understand with the way social media works and so many people face-tuning their new pictures and getting surgeries, it's still this thing of like, well, maybe it's not feasible. It's like, no, it is. You can you can create whatever body shape you want. And like, I also want to be a motivational speaker because it's like I want people to understand you matter. Your voice matters. Your journey matters. Your story matters. Like, you know what I mean? So many people don't know that and it's like no we all have a story like there's a lot there's a lot that I've been through I witnessed someone lose their life in front of me I you know was homeless by choice at one point because like my parents weren't like I said they didn't understand they I could see where it was going to take me but I mean you're still in the in the breaking the ground you know what I mean area where it's like Things that haven't really taken off for you in the way that you want, but you can see it. It's hard to convince other people to see that. I feel that. So it's just like, I'm a Tara, so I'm stubborn and I'm bullheaded. No. And <laughs> so it's just like, I'm proving a point. Like, okay, well, I'm just not coming home tonight. Sleeping in my car. You know what I mean? So it's just like, we're going to get this figured out. And yeah, you know, looking back, it's just like, okay, you're so dramatic. Like, you know what I mean? But. I got you here. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I just want people to understand that, like, no matter what it is that your passion is, regardless if you have support or don't have support, you can accomplish your dreams and you can accomplish your goals. You are going to have to make sacrifices, and it's not always going to be easy. There are going to be some days you cry yourself to sleep. There's gonna, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose relationships. You know what I mean? Shit's going to get hard sometimes. But just know, no storm lasts forever. You know what I mean? So it's just like, things are always going to be okay. But you have to tell yourself that. If you get caught up in the negative, what people don't realize is you are your thoughts. If all you can see is a negative in the situation, yeah, that's what you're putting out to the universe. So all you're going to get back is negative shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, regardless of what you're going through, put out that positivity because you're going to get that positivity back. You know what I mean? The universe loves you how you love it. And to segue off of that, one last thing. Yeah. Um, you kind of went into it, so I want to try to backtrack and then push you back forward. Mm-hmm. Let's say I always have my guests uh, write a letter mm-hmm. or um, give a speech, mm-hmm. short speech. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, I want you to, I don't know what the highest fitness award is, um, but I want you to be at the acceptance speech, mm-hmm. um, speaking back to um, young trainers, mm-hmm. um, young women who look up to you um, in the feminist community, the fitness community, and just young women in general and men mm-hmm. and husbands on stuff. What would your letter say, or what would your what would your your TED Talk speech, short speech be? Um, it would be. Oh, this is a good question. So, when I first started my journey, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have the self confidence and the love that I wanted, um, and that I always desired. So when it first started for me, I wanted to be. I wanted to be someone that the younger me could look up to and someone that that person would inspire. Someone where it's just like when I was going through the hardest times of my life, 
I could confide in and know everything's going to be okay. I wanted to be that for myself. So, my my acceptance speech would be, <clears throat> ooh, um, you got it, sis. Regardless of what it is you're going through, you know, the shit you share with your friends, the shit that you don't, everything happens for a reason. And everything is a part of a journey and everything is a process. So it's just understanding, hey, it's okay, you got this. Like, and for the fitness side, you know, just honestly do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. So many people are so fearful of saying what's on their mind or just doing anything. So it's just like, live outside of that box and live loud. Like, you don't have to do anything to make people feel comfortable. Regardless of what you do, people are going to have something to say. So it's just like, do you want people to speak about the fact that you're happy and enjoying your life? Or the fact that you were sitting here trying to mold yourself into this being to make people happy and they're still talking shit about you? It's just like, just be happy. Because when you're happy, you don't care about what people are saying. You're doing whatever feels good to you. When you do whatever feels good to you, just keep going and going and going and going and going and going. So it's just about focusing on the positivity, enjoying yourself, enjoying life, loving yourself, taking care of yourself, and keep pushing forward. And just like that, the acceptance speech and the claps all around the room. Miss Cookie, don't you have made it to the end of Say It Loud? We want to keep in contact with you. We want to be able to help you get to the next level. And for those out there who need those fitness tips, those tricks, those meal preps, um, merchandise, how do we keep in contact with you? How do we see the growth? How do we grow a booty? Okay, so for thirst traps, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Lift the ankle. Um, So my main Instagram page is cookido with three E's. It's where I post um, my day-to-day stuff, most of my motivational stuff. Um... My training page, which is where I get to spotlight my clients um, or just, you know, a different aspect of, like, the day-to-day, um, is Body by Cooking. Um, my website, where you can get all the fitness programs um, and merch, is bodybycookie.com. And um, my actual merch Instagram is The Cookie Shop. And if you want to see me cook, which I've been doing a bad job at, um, is Cooking with Cookie. Yeah. Do you have anything else for us for the least the evening? Yes, the motto is slim waist with a fat ass. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. This is Say It Loud Podcast. Say It Loud. This was Miss Cookie Dough. We thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, stay black and stay woke.